0: we welcome you here to this worship today we are so thankful that you have decided to tune in and worship with us from wherever you are and whatever time of day or night this is we welcome you into worship and are so glad that you are here today in this particular congregation this congregation of Rosedale Gardens we are still in the midst of our stewardship season And this year's stewardship campaign is RGPC Cares, Encountering Christ for a Better Tomorrow. And we've been looking at at all the different ways that Jesus works and moves in our lives and how that inspires us to be better people and to follow closer in his footsteps. This week, in particular, we are focusing on our building campaign because we recognize how important this space is To building up disciples of Jesus Christ. This particular congregation has been here for almost 92 years and we are so grateful that we have been able to worship and serve in this place. So that is what we are celebrating today. We also would like to remind you that on Sunday, we are having uh, Sunday October 18th, we are having a brunch at noon. So Rosedale members, be sure to click on the link for the Zoom invite that is included in your email blast. And we look forward to seeing you at noon for our celebration brunch this Sunday, October 18th. All right, so my kids got Mrs. Adams here again. I'd Like everyone to get ready to do this with us. So here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love will last forever. Yes. Let us Mm -hmm. now worship God.
1: Would you please join in on our call to worship? Children of God, delight. We are delighted to be here together to worship as a family and to be united in a common ministry. We We gather gather in in worship worship to celebrate celebrate this this community.
0: community. We celebrate the love that we have for one another, the support we give one another, and the journey we are on to be united by God's grace
2: we gather
0: together though apart this day to delight in offering our gifts
1: we delight in the gifts we are giving the pledges we are making and the future we are creating we gather in worship to celebrate
0: this community we join our hearts and our spirits today and delight in giving we are here We We are are delighted. delighted. We We are are united. United. Let us worship the God who loves when we delight in giving. Let Let us us worship worship God. God.
3: Let's sing hymn number 700, I'm going to live so God can use me.
4: Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Trusting in God's grace, we confess our sins together. Let us pray. God of amazing grace, you have asked us to give of ourselves, wholly and completely. We have heard your call and have responded with great affirmation and joy. Yet there are times when we fall short, times when we forget, Times when we focus on the wrong things. Times when we put our money and our resources into our earthly possessions and not into a church that you have created and blessed. Help us to have faith, O God. Help us to give through that faith. Help us to be blessed by that faith. Amen. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen.
0: Our 2021 Stewardship Bible verse is found in the New Testament letter of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The first stone was laid here on the corner of West Chicago and Hubbard, as this small portion of the Body of Christ, known as Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, was established almost 92 years ago. As members of the House Committee, it's our job to make sure that this building is maintained so that we can continue to operate as a mission station, committed to welcoming relationships and caring service to the glory of God for another 92 years, but we can't do it without financial support. In 2019 and 2020, the building fund was able to cover the cost of some projects, including replacement of the chapel roof, resealing and restriping of the parking lot, and new entry doors into the narthex, among others. In preparation for this community's safe return to worship, we now have hand sanitizing stations all over the building as well as installed air purification units servicing the sanctuary, youth hall, and fellowship hall. Additionally, the past two years saw major projects funded by generous contributions from angels in the congregation, a few of which include new carpet in the sanctuary and Narthex, classroom door locks, upgraded heating and cooling system for the chapel and youth hall, and a totally revamped sanctuary sound system complete with state-of-the-art hearing assist devices. As we look to the future, our five to 10 year forecast includes plans to cover some projects like masonry repairs, new boilers, glass replacement in the education wing, roof replacements, and air conditioning for our kindergarten classroom. Each year, we need to plan on spending about $50,000 on proactive maintenance to ensure proper upkeep and care of this God's house. This will ensure that the ministry of this mission station, as called by Jesus Christ to go therefore, will lead us into a hopeful, joy-filled future. Here's what St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Corinthians. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. How do you put a price tag on a physical structure whose actual value lies in the treasure of its people who serve one another inside and outside its walls? A people who call this place home. A mission station committed to being family in this portion of God's kingdom. We do so by standing on our faith in Jesus Christ, who is our sure foundation.
4: Our second Bible reading is from the Old Testament book of Second Kings, chapter 12, verses four through 15. Listen closely for the word of the Lord for you today. Joash said to the priests, Collect all the money that is brought as sacred offerings to the temple of the Lord. The money collected in the senses, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily to the temple. Let every priest receive the money from one of the treasurers, then use it to repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But by the 23rd year of King Joash, the priest, still had not repaired the temple. Therefore, King Joash summoned Jodahiah, the priest, and the other priests, and asked them, Why aren't you repairing the damage done to the temple? Take no more money from your treasures, but hand it over for repairing the temple. The priests agreed that they would not collect any more money from from the people and that they would not repair the temple themselves. Jehadiah the priest took a chest and bored a hole in its lid. He placed it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the temple of the Lord. The priests who guarded the entrance put into the chest all the money that was brought to the temple of the Lord. Whenever they saw that there was a large amount of money in the chest, the royal secretary and the high priest came, counted the money that had been brought into the temple of the Lord, and put it into bags. When the amount had been determined, they gave the money to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple. With it they paid those who worked on the temple of the Lord, the carpenters and builders, the masons and stone cutters. They purchased timber and blocks of dressed stone for the repair of the temple of the Lord and met all the other expenses of restoring the temple. The money brought into the temple was not spent for making silver basins, wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets or any other articles of gold or silver for the temple of the Lord it was paid to the workers who used it to repair the temple they did not require an accounting from those to whom they gave the money to pay the workers because they acted with complete honesty this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God Hello,
1: I hope you love being in worship. I hope you have a great day today. Let me shake your hand. Let me hug you. Oh, that's what I did every single Sunday for as long as I can remember, at least 19 years worth. Never did I think in a million years I'd be doing this, looking at an empty sanctuary. But I need to tell you a secret about me every time I look out at these pews whether you're physically in them or you're not I see you I pretty much have a handle on where you sit if you are a regular member if you're a visitor I work really hard during the service at peeking around, seeing who the visitors are, always welcoming a friendly smile, staring back. I began to think about how can you talk about the building fund to a group of people who love this building, who are both members and visitors, who come to this amazing sanctuary, who haven't been in it for seven months. How do you have a building fund? How do you raise money for a place you haven't been in in a while? And then I got to thinking about how important this place has been. I told Kate recently that I'm trying to change my verbiage when I talk about the Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, that it's more than the building, it's the building and grounds, because so much of life has happened in this place out in the Memorial Garden out in the front of the church, out in the parking lot, just all around the neighborhood. And what I remember now is 19 years ago, I stood in this very narthex, and it was the first day this narthex was opened after a big build. The elevator had just been made, this whole beautiful entranceway behind me, And how amazing it was to have the first day be my candidating sermon, and it was the first thing that happened in this new entranceway. And I know that I thought to myself how incredible it was that I had people in this church from long ago that visioned of a day when more people would come, and that the people serving at that time said we had to have an elevator so all may worship. And I got to be the one standing in the place. I didn't get to do any of the work. I didn't get to raise any of the money, but I felt so humbled that I got to be in this place and feel welcomed. And I always feel that when I stand in this narthex. The house that built me. Sometimes people describe churches like Houses, indefinitely, we give God all the credit. It's God's house. There's a song on the radio for years now that I was reminded of when Katie Davis preached on it a few years back when Christmas Eve came on a Saturday and Christmas Day came on a Sunday and the young adults decided that they would lead whoever would come to worship Sunday morning Christmas Day in a service. And Katie Davis said she would preach. And she preached on a song by Miranda Lambert called The House That Built Me. There was only about 50 people in the congregation because it was snowing and it was after all Christmas Day. And the chorus of that song enchants me this week as I think about this beautiful sanctuary and building and grounds. Miranda Lambert sings, I thought if I could touch this place or see it, the brokenness inside me may start healing. Out there, it feels like I'm someone else, so I thought maybe I could find myself in the house that built me. No truer words have ever been spoken about the Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church. No truer words have ever been spoken when you have so many memories in a place that you call your church home with your church family. As years go by, as seasons go by, we go through all the seasons of life, all the highlights, the amazing weddings and baptisms, and all the lowlights, some of the hardest days of our lives as we walk down this aisle following a casket as we go out to the memorial garden and in the beauty of that garden, by the roses, along the mulched, there we have time to reflect on that person who loved us so much, gave so much to us. It's amazing, really. Truly, this house, God's house, has built us. And you know, it was always tended to be that way. I know King, I know that Kim loved what we gave her, the passage from Second Kings, because it had so many hard names in it. And I told Kate today that I'm not going to actually pronounce a single one of them, but I'll just tell you the story as contemporary as I can do it. Back then, it was called the temple. And King Solomon, his greatest achievement was building that temple. And years went by, and there were wars, and the temple got damaged, and no one was really taking care of it. And so we reach our passage in 2 Kings in the 12th chapter, and all of a sudden, the priest gathers with the king, and they realize that this temple needs a lot of work to be done, and so they actually have a building campaign, and money is raised, and the priests that watch over the temple are told that, yes, they can take their share, but a lot of the money has to go for the repair, and when the king comes back riding in through town, he notices that the priests are taking their share, but they're neglecting their temple, and he won't have it. So the head priest takes the chest where the money was, and he actually makes a hole in the top of the chest so that when money comes, it can be dropped in that hole. It's the first offering plate And it says, too, that they would wait till the money rose to the top. And after it rose to the top, they would take the money out. And they would first pay the workers that were doing the repair work. And then they would pay the priests. They would do amazing things with that money. And the temple was restored. And after that time, they set it up like... Ed Weber sets up with the House Committee a forecast of the years to come, and they set up something just like that so the temple would always be taken care of because they knew that that was God's house, the house that built them. So here we are today in the midst of a global pandemic, and we're asking you to consider giving not only to the general budget of this church, which makes ministry happen, but to the building fund the building and grounds. And as you do, I want you to think about all those memories that you've had in this church, all those moments in time that marked you. And then I wanna give you a view from my end of the sanctuary, front and back. I don't know what it's like to sit in the pews of this church. I'm always either up front or back here And actually, it's really quite something to sit behind that communion table. Yes, we really can see every single person, so you should know that even way up in the balcony. And that has had some good stories along the way. When you're up at the lectern, it's wonderful to look out. Music choir behind, candles lit, the Christ candle in the center, If I look over left, I know that Kate is there, our liturgist is there, Sandy is at the organ, or piano, and the world is right when the choir sings. And there will be a choir to come. And I will stand at that lectern and experience it all again. And on preaching days from the pulpit, I look out over everyone And I almost, sometimes, even while I'm preaching, I'm conscious enough to go, oh, hey, look who's here, which may say something about the sermon, that I can do that, but I love to look out and see faces. And then when I get back to my spot behind the communion table, wherever it is, right, left, middle, all good, I look out while we're singing a hymn, and I not only see faces, I see stories in the house that builds us, God's house. And what other job in the world would you willingly hand over your, new, your newborn to a pastor in a robe who just takes that baby out of your hand and walks your child down the center aisle? I'm always cognizant when I do that, that I'm walking by their family members and their relatives And then I continue to go out down center aisle. And I say words like, welcome to this church. Here are your Sunday school teachers and your youth advisors. You know, how incredible that you're going to be in this place. And we're all promising in your baptism to nurture you in the faith. And then, of course, I'd really like to keep walking with that child right out the door. But I have to go back, and as I return, do you remember what I say? Can you say it with me? See what love God has for us, that we are called children of God, and so we are. There's weddings. There's memorial services. There's children that come bounding up the center aisle to the chancel so fast, sometimes they run right into me. They sing their songs. They look out at the congregation so little. Some of them can't even read. Some of them are struggling just to walk. And when they look out to the congregation and they see all of you come across the center pew and they know that you're waiting for them to start the Lord's Prayer, there is no place else they want to be. Because even if they don't know the words, They know that you're there surrounding them. It's really quite something to see. When the service concludes, I make my way out here with the liturgist, with Kate sometimes if she's not running off to youth group, and I get to stand in this narthex. And I know this sounds incredibly, I don't know, kind of maybe out of the ordinary to say, but I love it that I can rarely make it down to coffee hour. Now, not that I have anything against coffee hour, and I think I make it down there maybe three to five times a year, but the reason I don't make it down is because I'm right here, hearing your stories, getting updated, pastoral care. Who should I be looking after? Who should the staff be praying for? hey, I I get to be introduced to your family members that are visiting from out of town and your friends, a coworker that came by. One of you inevitably will come up to me and say, did you notice that couple over there or that person? They must be new. And sometimes even membership committee members and all of you will bring someone up to me that's just a visitor. It's really quite amazing. The stories I have heard in this narthex grow my faith. And I realize as I stand in this place right here, I know that if I go left and I walk through that door, right to the immediate right, there's a brick that comes out just a little, and there's a time capsule inside of it. And it was put there by a wonderful man named Max Muth. Max lived to be a 100 years. He was quite the character and he loved this church. And when we reach our 100-year anniversary, which is only eight years from now, we get to open that time capsule and see what's in there. And I know that when I stand in this place, I think of Christmas Eve, where Kate and I get to stand every Christmas Eve and all the lights are down and everyone's lighting their candles and we get to see the sanctuary bathed in candlelight, the beautiful Christmas tree, so incredible, and everyone sings Silent Night. A big floodlight is up in the chancel. Two of our youth group kids dressed up like Mary and Joseph, holding the baby of one or family out there in the congregation, and it's just magical. So how incredible it is to be the one that stands here, that gets to be the one that greets you when you come out of worship and to be the one that greets you as you step out the doors of this church and go into your week to go into this world. It is true, it is good to look in the past to think about the vital memories. We have only to look, look on our sanctuary wall to see all the saints that are there and their plaques and their names and all of them tell a story. And we know that when the church came about, it was meeting elsewhere. And there were 16 brave charter members who envisioned the church we have today, today, before they knew any of us, before they could imagine any of the history 92 years Later, they built this place by the grace of God. And we need to do the same. We need to think about the next 92 years. We need to keep the temple in shape, just like in Second Kings. We need to maintain this beautiful building because we know it's more than a building. It's God's house. And I've seen this building change. I've seen it become a classroom for our Sunday schoolers, for adult Bible study. I've seen it become a place of weddings and the white curtain behind the cross and the banners. I've seen it on baptism days with children. I've seen it on hard days, days of adversity. And I've seen it every day the ordinary sundays the week after week because this house god's house continues to bless us and build us the house that built us so when you think about your pledge for 2021 when you think about your pledge to the building fund i want you to think about all the ways that god has been moving in this place in all of the ways that God is moving still. Still in the midst of COVID, we have kept things running, ministries, missions, amazing, incredible things, getting this building ready for you to come back safely, air purifiers, hand sanitizers, marking off pews for social distancing. We are ready. And when the time comes where you get a message from us saying, come, come, we're ready to open. You will be welcomed with open arms and this place. This house of God will be ready to receive you. But you don't have to wait till then. You can come to this place in your mind's eye. And you can come to this place. And I challenge you and encourage you and invite you. You know, a lot of times in worship, we lay our hands on, on new officers When we have new members, we give them a scripture verse and we shake their hands. When you, before, during, after services, shaking hands, hugging, you get to have touch in this place. So I know this may sound crazy, but I would love to encourage you to come on property this coming week. I'd like you to go somewhere on property and I want you to reach out your hand and I want you to touch this building. Will you go on the Memorial Garden? Maybe you want to sit a spell on the bench. Behind you, it reads about Jesus saying, my peace I give to you. Bless this place with your touch this week. Remember how it's prepared for you, and it's the house that builds you. Amen. An introduction to the offering. I believe, like that Priest who cut the hole in the top of the chest so that the offerings could be placed in. I believe that we are the offering. You and I, and what we offer to God can be so much. Joyce Backus today at Chapel Friday on Zoom said that her star word was appreciation, and she spent all year looking up the word appreciation. And what was really neat is she said today she found a meaning of appreciation that is give value to. And she thought about all the ways that God has given value to her. Think about all the ways that God has given value to you in this place. How amazing is that? And now you be the offering your time, your skill set, your leadership, your voice, perhaps your quiet faithfulness. If you're shy or outgoing, if you're good at repairing the temple, preparing this place, you're good at leading children, you just love to sit with someone, pray for someone, whatever it is, you give yourself as an offering. Give yourself of your time. And then when you can, give yourself of your finances, your life and your labor to this place. That all that this place has meant to us, we can continue to pass on to the future. So now, I ask that you remember to turn in your pledge card, that we can begin to vision for tomorrow, for a better tomorrow. And remember... That as you offer yourself to God, God gives value to all your experiences. Let us now receive our morning offering.
0: Will you please join me in prayer? Gracious God, all we are and all that we have are because of your grace and unmerited favor in our lives. Thank you for the privilege of entrusting us with so much. Thank you for the opportunity to use our blessings to bless others. We faithfully and joyfully give our 2021 stewardship pledges, tithes and offerings to you. May they sow and reap bountifully for your kingdom. Watchful and caring God, whose love knows no bounds, use us as your instruments of that love. In our worship, equip us with your Holy Spirit that we will live out the words of Paul and be hospitable to one another and good stewards of your grace as we seek to serve others in your name. Where the world offers a love that fades, may we share your love that endures all things. When others make a list of judgments and wrongs, may we share your love that rejoices in truth and in forgiveness. When the world's love proves empty and hollow, may we rest assured of your love, which is as genuine as the cross and empty tomb. When the burdens of this life try to weigh us down with their stressors and rob us of our strength and ability to see the road you have set before us, may we remember Christ and his words of faith hope, and love. Great God, our hope, we give you thanks for making us stewards of not only our incredible church building and grounds, but stewards of your creation. You have endowed each one of us with talents and ability, and we pray for your guidance as we begin to discover them for ourselves, as we try them on in different arenas and nurture them in each other. God of perfect love, we pray for each other and pray for members of our community. We lift to you today Tom Peterson, Bill and Caroline Dunphy, Marie Plester, Abby Bennett, Megan Barker, Kim Burkett, Diane Fry, Joyce Jewell, Sherry Lessig, and Janet Lu- Janice Lumley. We pray for all of those who have recently lost loved ones. And we pray for not only the challenge of grief itself, but for the challenge of grief in the midst of COVID. We pray for the world, those who are hungry, those who are homeless, those who long for peace in wartime, those who are lonely, those unemployed, those battling an illness, those who rejoice in serving and mending what is broken and bringing joy to the world. Gracious God, give us hearts on fire to boldly follow in the footsteps of your Son out into the world with the burning message of his faith, hope, and love, found in encountering you for a better tomorrow. We will go together, praying with one voice as we journey, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
3: Let's sing hymn 708, We Give Thee But Thine Own.
0: Go now into the world inspired by the radiant love of God. Live generously with open hands, loving one another
1: as if your lives depended on it. Be good stewards of the gifts you have received so that God may be glorified in all you say and do. And may the abundant love of God surround you. May the extravagant
0: grace of Jesus Christ sustain you. And may the constant presence of the Holy Spirit inspire and encourage you in every good deed and word.
1: May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Go in peace and live the church.